create a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise are two weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapons. Amongst our weaponry are such elements as fear. Surpri I'll come in again. <laughs> I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Amongst our weaponry are such diverse elements as fear, surprise, ruthless efficiency, and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and nice red uniform. Oh, But they are expecting the Glover's Inquisition. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to win in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck Yes, it's time for another Glover's Inquisition. You thought you found fair. It's the show where we find out what makes our players tick. Someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. It's a beautiful day. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Inquisition. And guess what? We've got Mark Little with us this afternoon. Mark, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, I'm too pleased to have you. It's been uh, it's been uh, a long wait. Um, now, first of all, before we get into your career, it must have been a real blow to arrive at Yellow Town and then get a blooming injury. What exactly happened? Well, it's, it's probably the worst thing that could have happened, to be honest. I got through... Um... A, a large percentage of pre-season I would call flying I spent a lot of time in the summer keeping fit um, re really enjoying training feeling fit and then um, it's a really freak accident that myself teammates uh, the manager had never heard of before it's actually it's a it's a injury to my foot a, a list Frank joint which um, I've never well 15 years I've been playing I've never heard of it before um the gaffer has, has been in the football longer than me and he hasn't heard of it before but unfortunately it needed not needed an operation to repair it so it's a, a bit of a well a big blow really yeah devastating mm. to be honest and and you've had the operation now i take it yeah i had the operation i'm five weeks in now yeah and how long are you going to be uh, laid up as it were it's uh, 16 weeks in total 
Um, so it gets me back just before Christmas, I believe, mm. before everything goes to plan. What a blow, though. I mean, you know, you start a new club all full of enthusiasm and raring to go and something like that happens. That's a real sickness. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I was probably the most focused I've been this summer, really. Um, and I, from the day that I walked in the, in the building, I was enjoying every minute of it. And then this happened. So, but it, it, it happens and you, you have to get on with it, really. Mm, yeah. Um, what, what have you have to do with it in the love? Do you have to go in each day to sort of have, you know, physio and what have you on it? nearly so this first five weeks has just been literally keep it elevated and rested i've had it it was in a cast for two weeks then i'm in like a, a plastic space boot everyone describes it and i yeah. can't really do too much it just needs to be elevated anytime it goes anytime my foot's not elevated it throbs and and causes me more problems so mm. just have to sit still as you can see i'm on this sofa that i've yeah. been on for, for six weeks now um <laughs> Yeah. But I'm I'm close now. See see the surgeon towards the end of this week, and hopefully I can start doing a bit more then. And yeah, coming in and seeing the physios. So you and the physio are building up a great relationship, then, are you? <laughs> we will be. Yeah, our new physio is someone I'm familiar with. We've just changed physios, and um, we've we've got some from uh, from Bristol, which uh, I'm quite familiar with, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And and what do you have to do when you know when he's when he's with you? Is it is it is it painful is it is it stressful or what i mean how do you how do you get on with it it will be at this moment in time like i said it's still i've still got to keep it um elevated so he's working on bits of my body that don't affect my foot at the moment so upper bodies and and um and core stuff um but then further down the line he's then i'm pretty sure because my 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 ankle joint and my toes are a bit stiff at the moment i'm pretty sure he's going to be getting them moving which is going to be painful yeah. Um. Not not lucky. I'm trying not to think about it too much. To be quite honest, uh, <laughs> right. we'll, get, we'll deal with that when we get there. Let's change the subject, though, shall we? <laughs> okay. okay. Um, well, look, you were you uh, you were born in uh, 20th of August 1988 in Worcester, and yep. it would appear from what my notes here that I found say, yeah, you played quite a major role in Wolves coming into the last four of the FA Youth Cup. Is that right? Yeah, that was my first bit. Yeah, we were. We were surprised, to be quite honest. We 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 were kind of giant killers a little bit. We beat um, beat Man City on the way through. We we beat some really big teams to get to the semi final, and, and we lost we lost the semi final, the the final kick of the game, mm. um, which was dev- devastating. But mm. uh, we gave a, gave a penalty away, and and that was that. But other, uh, but we were very successful at that, which which led me to get my first professional contract really, and how I, how I performed in the youth cup. Yeah, yeah, and obviously your youth career was was uh, very much a part of Wolverhampton Wanderers, and and looking at the the the, um, the moves, I can never quite understand why they do this because logical to put you out on loan to get some experience makes an awful lot of sense. But then, yeah. I mean, they put you out to Northampton twice, Chesterfield, and Peterborough, and then sell you to Peterborough so all the benefit that you've gained Peterborough are going to get it not Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah I suppose yeah um, the first the first three loans that you mentioned so the, the Northampton one that was definitely to go and get some experience mm. um, the, the two Northampton ones Chesterfield was I just wasn't uh, getting in the team at that moment in time so that was to get some games and then um, Peterborough was actually in it was in at that, at that point, we got promoted. Well, Wolves got promoted up to the to the Premiership at that point. So mm. that's why I got moved on as 
I was struggling to play, get get a place in the team in the championship because obviously yeah. they were doing so well. They were they were, yeah. we were winning every game really. Yeah. So because I didn't really get in the team then, for them to move up another level, um, and then the, the chairman got his checkbook out and started buying lots more players. So it was it was obvious I wasn't going to play then. So that's why I moved to moved. To, that's why I went on loan at first, and then and then moved to Peterborough. But I see it says you played twenty seven games for Wolves. Was that in, in what was that in league in league uh, league one? That, no, that was in championship? A, that was in the champion. That was in the championship. That was that was um, that was my yeah my first season really. And we uh, I played majority of the games that year, and um, we ended up in the playoffs, and we we lost lost in the playoffs that year. Yeah. Um, and then the following year, when all the loans, where the the, the Chesterfield loan and then the Peterborough loans were, was when. Um, the walls were we they were top of the league. I keep saying we. I was in, I was involved sort of, but um yeah, they were they were top of the league there. I think they won the championship with record points that year. So it, it was difficult it was difficult for me to get in that team um for, for because they were doing so well really. But you 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 did play in it though nonetheless, albeit Yeah, I did play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got some got some game time, yeah. yeah. But you didn't score. I didn't score that year. No, I didn't no. score that. No. Looking at the figures here, it doesn't seem like you're a prolific scorer then. <laughs> I'm not a prolific scorer, no. I, I tend to stop them at the other end. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's time for the first of Mark's uh, musical choices, and it is Armand Van Helden and You Don't Know Me.
Van Helden and you don't know me. Okay, so you're at Peterborough uh, under who? Darren Ferguson? Uh, no, it was Jim. Jim Gannon signed me for um, on loan. Yeah. And then um, Jim left, and then it was uh, Gary Johnson. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was with Jim for the last bit of of the championship season that I went on loan. Um, then we had Gary Johnson. I believe it was it was maybe three or four months something like that mm. um and then so that that so that was only probably four months of my four years down there yeah. and then it went to then it went to darren ferguson and then he uh, he was my manager throughout really so yeah three and a half years i was with um with darren ferguson and how did you get on with him what, what's he like to play for fantastic absolutely mm. fantastic especially when i come away now and i'm not under his under his wrath say but mm. he was he really brought the breast out of me. He, he learned everything from his dad. So if you're learning from the um, the best manager, in my opinion, in the world ever, really in history, then I think he's going to pick up some points. But yeah, he really he really got the best out of players, which is what a manager's there for, really. Yeah, and, and as you say, I mean, he is the best uh, the best manager in the world without any question. Because well, I, I, it'll come out in the conversation, I'm sure. But I'm a, I'm a red through and through. I'm afraid for my sins. Don't, don't worry about that. My, my, that's my dad's team, and I've followed them for a long time. Yeah. Well, I started, I, I started supporting them in 1957. Would you believe? So I think I've, I've got a, um, a right to without, say I'm a red without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, true yeah. fan. No yeah. problem. So anyway, we're moving on then. So um, how'd you get on with Gary? Yeah. Um, he was he was okay. He's he's got a way about him. Um, he's got a way about him where he doesn't get on with 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 too many players. So he's not really close to too many players because he kind of demands the respect really. But again, he's another manager. When when he left, I'd I'd definitely go and have a beer with him and 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 tickle his brain because he's mm. he's an impressive manager in his time. So he's doing he's doing well down Torquay now. So yeah, yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. Now, well, I had 15, well, no, not 15, 12 years with Gary, I think. So, uh, yeah, uh, I did I, like him, yeah. I know him pretty well. Um, so, anyway, then you moved on to Bristol City. Um, was Gary there then? No, that was straight to, straight to Steve Cottrell, that was. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. What's he and, like to, um, to be uh, as a manager, Steve Cottrell? Yeah, it gives me the impression he's a bit of a misery, but I don't know. He, <laughs> he's the. <laughs> He's very up and down, Mr. Cottrell. He is. He will definitely come across 
Mishri because he's a kind of a perfectionist. He wants everything to be perfect, which is not a problem at all as a manager, really. And when we were winning, he was God's honest truth. He's one of the nicest blokes on the planet. He's got one of the biggest hearts. Mm. Um, but you had to be winning, <laughs> and I'm sure the press, I'm yeah. sure the press picks up on the times that we weren't winning so much, and and that, that's what he, the times that he's remembered for, really. And and he, he comes across the way he does, but. He wears his heart on his sleeve and he says what he's feeling and I haven't got a problem with that. He's uh, again, a very, he's on par with um, Darren Ferguson with getting the best out of me. So I've got a huge amount of respect for him. Yeah. Did, uh, going back to Peterborough, did you, uh, did Fergie, you know, senior ever appear on the scene when you were down there? Yeah, but he, every time he came and every time he came and watched the, we lost. So I think <laughs> I think Darren um, banned him from going. To oh, yeah. like three or four, three or four occasions he came down to watch the game. Um, walked in the dressing room, said said hello. Um, a couple of the lads had had his book to sign and stuff like that. But you can mm. see how. Right. All right. Let me know. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. It kind of um, it takes your mind off. The, the game to be quite honest it, it took my mind off the game when like, obviously I, like I mentioned before I'm a huge fan of his and mm. he's a living legend like walking around the dressing room and you know he's in the crowd watching you kind of it, 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 it took the player's mind off the actual job which was winning a game for Peterborough so um, I think like you said we, we lost we lost every time he came down to watch yeah, yeah. Um, so he, I think he got banned or he might have turned up and not told anyone I don't know Um so was it a kind of a situation where you were, sort of, as it were, trying to impress him rather than was, winning yeah, the game? In my mind, I was, yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, played a lot of games for Wolves reserves against Manchester United. And, and like I said, it was my dad's team. And that would have been my, my dream to play for that team. So every single time I played, like, even if it's United reserves, I was thinking that, right, there might be some chance that um, Sir Alex is going to see a clip here, so mm. I'll do everything I can, and that's going back to my young days. So when I'm when I'm a senior pro playing in a in a champion in a in a promotion chasing uh, season, I'm thinking, yeah, all right, let's 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 impress. But I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm sure I must have played okay. I can't remember playing bad when he turned up, but I know I know we lost so. Mm. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be taking anyone mm. in the last turn. Just, just psychologically, sort of spoils the sort of image and the effort you put into it. Really, the fact that you lost. Yeah, I think it might take. I don't know. It, it might take, might undermine um, Darren a little bit there because I, I'm not really thinking about what Darren's thinking. It's what is that? what his dad's <laughs> thinking, which is an yeah. ideal. Uh, uh, and I suppose to be fair to Darren Ferguson, I mean, he was a. He was a useful player. I wouldn't say he was he was a world beater, but he was a useful player. But um, you know, it, it it must be difficult to be Sir Alec Ferguson's son and, and a manager as well, because there's going to be so many comparisons made, aren't there? Yeah, as a manager, yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, he was still he still I'd I'd use the same word to describe when he joined in training. He was very he was useful in your team <laughs> yeah, yeah. when his legs had gone a little bit. But yeah, he's, he could you could tell he could play. He's played with the best players in the world. So he's yeah. um, more music now, and this time it's roses from Chainsmokers. Take it slow, but it's not typical He already knows that my love is fire His heart was a stone, but then his hands wrong I turned him to gold and it's all 
chain smokers okay so moving on then uh from peterborough he went to bristol city and we talked about steve cottrell and uh if he happens to be listening best wishes to him because i gather he's he's been quite ill isn't he with his covid stuff yeah i'm hoping that he's um he's got a lot better now he seems seems to be that way i'm i'm still in touch with his assistant manager aaron wilbham and hmm. he was in a he was in a seriously bad bad way um, yeah but he looks like he's come through and, and he's recovering. But if, if it was any other human being, I'm pretty sure he'd be away from football at this moment in time, but it's impossible for Mr. Cottrell. I think he was, um, I think he was still trying to manage the team when he was in ICU. So it's, uh, <laughs> good for him. It's, I like it's, in, like it's, that. In, it's in his, it's in his blood. Like, so, yeah. um, yeah, look, looks, looks to me like he's recovering and I hope he does. Yeah, absolutely. Sooner or later. Um, so for Bristol City, you then went to Bolton Wanderers, where you played thirty times, scored one goal. Um, <laughs> you know uh, who who was at Bolton, and then how did you end up going from Bristol to Bolton? Then uh, went to Bristol. Um, that uh, Lee Johnson was in charge then from in Bristol, and he just he just said he would love to keep me, but the club was going. The club was investing a lot of money at that point, so they went and got. Um, another right back an, an inter- Italian international right back I think it was and they spent a few quid for him and it was just I didn't really want to be it was it, it was going to be a tough season after that for me to kind of play in there so Lee, Lee Johnson let me know and then I and then I moved to to newly promoted Bolton in the, in the championship so I was still playing at the same level um, obviously Bolton stormed the league um, league one so at that time I thought they'd have a bit of momentum and uh, and I could kind of jump on a team back on the up. Bolton, I believed at that time, and I still believe now that they should be up in the Premier League. So I felt that they were they were heading in the right direction. I kind of wanted to jump on that um, jump on that wave. Really, um, it didn't go that way, unfortunately, through other reasons. But um, mm. but that's that's how I ended up there. But they they were on the verge of bankruptcy, weren't they? At one point, I think, from what memory serves me, they were twice. Yeah, so they mm. did before they did before I went up there. Um, and then I was told that all those the financial problems had been sorted, which was couldn't be further from the truth. So yeah. um, I had to burden to go through. I didn't I didn't get paid for six months whilst I was up there, which wasn't was was probably the worst point of my career. But um, yeah, it just didn't go uh, it didn't go to plan at all. Well, how did you get on with that? I mean, you know, you got mortgages to pay and various other things, and then suddenly you don't pay for six months. That must make life very difficult, doesn't it? 
it was it was very 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 difficult um first time in my career well i started getting paid when i was 17 and and that was first time then i was over 30 then so first time in 13 years where i was kind of having to ask people for help to be quite honest so yeah. everyone prepares like i i I've, I've always i've always learned to put some money behind to kind of um for an emergency purposes but my my emergency funds started running out after the like second or third month of the of the, of the full six um uh so it was it was tough but we come out the other end and is it is what it is it's only, it's only money in the end that there were that i can't complain too much because the whole club was under um in an wasn't getting paid so then you've got the likes of everyone that worked at the stadium all the groundsmen all the people that worked at the training ground for us Mm. everyone everyone was affected and like i said i was in a position where i kind of a bit better than others really so it was it was a horrible period are you married right yeah i'm married yeah yeah so obviously your wife had to put up with it as well then yeah she um, my wife had moved moved she moved from Swansea to, to Newport with me and then she didn't particularly that was the furthest she'd been away from she's from Swansea we live in Swansea now and that was the furthest she'd been away from home Newport and then I dragged her all the way up to Bolton to <laughs> promise her a wonderful life in Manchester and we didn't get paid so we couldn't really leave the house once we got up there so uh, oh dear she, she, she stuck with me through and through so yeah, that's good any kids? we have Two and a half, two and a, two year old who's um, fast asleep upstairs, and we are uh, seven. I think we're seven months pregnant now, nearly um, yeah. one due just before Christmas. All right, all right, good time to have one just before Christmas. Yep. Um, yeah. Now my my uh, my youngest son, he's, his partner's about to deliver one on the nineteenth of October, I think it is. So. We should be waiting for that. Yet more music, and this time we've got So Close by Calvin Harris. And look how far we've come 
So Close There by Calvin Harris. So from the financial problems of Bolton, you ended up back in Bristol at Bristol Rovers this time. How did that come about? Uh, that come about because we wanted to come home, really. Um, we wanted to get back down the southwest. Um, but like we said, we had a bit of a torrid top. We, we, we love Manchester. Like There was nothing wrong at all with Manchester, but we just left a big like sour feeling for us, really, with what happened up there. So we just wanted to come come home and, and get closer to closer to family and all that sort of stuff. So then Bristol was offered, and we had we lo- absolutely love. I still love Bristol. It's probably the nearly set favorite favorite city. So we kind of we thought right, we'll go back to we'll go back down to there. And I I joined Bristol joined Bristol City and and got promoted with them, and um, and that was probably the best time in my career. So. I, I wanted to go and do that again for the for the other side of the city, which was the plan. Again, that one didn't go quite to plan either, but I mm. give it a good go. Yeah, yeah. Who was your manager at Bristol Rovers? Uh, well, we we had um, we, we had five, I believe. I was four Did or you? five. <laughs> um, they they uh, Cochrane signed me first. Graham Cochrane. Yeah. Um, then we had Ben Garner, and we had. Then we had Paul Tisdale, and then we had Jerry Barton, four four managers. I had that mm. Rovers. Yeah, and uh, you left there after two years, sixteen appearances, <laughs> roughly. Um, why was that? Um, so first year was COVID year, so that was um, mm. started playing. Um, had a few in, had a few injuries couple of niggles which kept me out of the team and then the whole season stopped so we missed half a season there 
Um, then the next year when we went back, um, I think I played the first three. Uh, got a, got a, a calf strain that kept me out for a short while. Um, and then during that time, there was the managers changing. So once one, Ben Garner would have played me, then then it was um, Paul Tisdale. He just didn't didn't fancy me for whatever reason that was. Um, and then by that, but and then by the time Joey Barton came in, there were so many new players in the building. It was it was hmm. I, I knew I was on the way out anyway. So it was. It was down to a, four, a series of unfortunate events. Really, you got um, small niggles, then you've got COVID, then you've got change of manager, new players, um, and then that was it. Really, that was the combination of all those things. Yeah, I can imagine. And Joey Barton's not the most um, what should we say um, calm influence on you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why? it's so weird describing him he's actually really calm like I'm just trying to think um, he's calm and calm and collected thinking having normal conversations with him he's yeah. calm and collected and he's got a piece about him um, just if you get on the wrong side of him really is the bit that obviously everyone everyone remembers and everyone sees he's a bit of, bit of a sharp tongue but that's the worst thing I can say about him really from my yeah. from my personal experience short time I think was there Four or four or five months or something like that, and um, yeah, just that was the you know, negative about it. But he's it's he's got a lot of qualities where that never get mentioned, which is his, his determination is absolutely through the roof. His football knowledge is absolutely through the roof. Experience his football experience in terms of playing in the Premiership is through the roof for for a League One manager or a League Two manager. Um, but you can't deny he's got that 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 side about him that everyone talks about say and everyone all the media talks about really mm. um, it's well, a tough one to describe like it's, it is a hard one to describe I uh, I had a, a brief exchange with him um, and I found him to be charming really there was two two mascots waiting to go onto the pitch in the tunnel and this was when I was working at Yeovil and he was he came in and they started the two mascots started giving him a little bit of banter you know and and he took it all in the right way and started to yeah. kick up kick it. He was really great, you know. And I thought, what a change, That's, you know. Yeah, and I, I know. I'm glad you've said that and brought that up because it's um, that part of football, you know, a little banter. And he, he absolutely loves football. It's in his blood, and mm. and and he loves that camaraderie and the the bit of banter and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. Especially with, especially with the kids, he he got a lot of time from me. It's weird, honestly. It's, it's his reputation isn't what I saw. Um, isn't what I saw, and obviously isn't what you saw. So, but I don't think he minds. That's the thing. Honestly, mm. I, don't, I honestly don't think he, he he cares what what other people think, which is a good trait to have, really. Well, he must have been impressed with me because he didn't stub a fag out in my face anyway. So, that... <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, there, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're, they're the bits that get documented there. And and funny enough, I know um, the chief executive, uh, Bristol Rovers, Martin Starnes. Did you come across him at Martin, all? Martin, yeah. Yeah. Well, because he was at Yeovil with us, so I know Martin ever so well. And um, he's he's uh, he said that, you know, because I said I was surprised you took on a bit of a maverick, because, I mean, you can't get away from that, however you try. But he, he spoke very highly of him as well. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. hopefully it'll, it'll all settle down and he'll, he'll have a good time there. I hope so. I hope, I think the Rovers fan deserve deserve some joy at this moment in time. Like I said, the time that I was there it was an absolute disaster through many, many different reasons. So I'm hoping it gets turned around. Yeah, absolutely. 
So and then we go back to where we started. Really, your unfortunate arrival at Yeovil was this uh, this problem with I your foot. An, it wasn't an unfortunate. It was a brilliant arrival. Yeah, but uh, very quickly it turned <laughs> um, not so good. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, you know, I, I, I admire I admire the way you're attacking it. In that, you know, you know, you've got to sit through this 16 week period and just you just got to get on with it. There's no taking it away, is it? You know, it's, uh, I can't change. I can't change it now. There was a period where I was it, when it when it actually happened. When this injury happens, it's not very painful. It just feels a bit weird. So I was in, I was genuinely thinking, right, I can get on with this. I can just move goodbye. But the the, the specialist was like, there's there's no way you you can you're going to need surgery to kind of kind of fix it and at that point like you can't do anything around it if if, if it's what it is there's no there's no yeah. around so I can't sit and mope um, I think I had my two weeks of moping around I just need to look at it positively now and, and get back as quickly and as strongly as I can mm. so I mean what's your first impression of Yeovil when you got down here you've been here for a few weeks now presumably so uh, you know have you seen much of the area or not Absol- really? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I've only seen, um, I've seen the ground, I've seen the training ground and I've seen two hotels. That's the only thing I've seen at this moment in time. Um, mm. um, but I'm looking forward to doing that. We had many plans. Me, the wife and the kids were going to come down and we were going to do this and I was going to play golf and all these different things. But um, yeah, I, I didn't get round to it, unfortunately. You will, mate. You will. I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I know you will. More music now, and this time it's Sunshine by Dario G.
Dario G there with Sunshine. Okay, so your full name, I've got that, Mark Daniel Little, and your place of birth, we've got that as well, Worcester, and yep. we've got the date as well, we've got all those. Uh, have you got any brothers and sisters? Got one sister, Amy. Yeah. Um, we've also established that you are married. What's your wife's name? Jessica. Uh, and you've got a couple of kids. Uh, what were their names again? I have Rain, two-year-old, and then I have Baby Girl inside. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've settled on a name yet. Uh, but so it's baby Girl. Definitely a girl, is it? Uh, I'm not so. I'm not so sure. The uh, the the um, scan lady. What do you call them? Scan lady said it definitely was. I just don't. I just have a feeling that it's, it's going to be another boy. But we'll see soon. We'll see soon or later. Oh well, you'll know when it comes out, mate. Don't worry. We about certainly it. will. Yeah, we'll know in a few weeks. Um, so, where did you spend your childhood? Wolverhampton or, or Worcester? Childhood Worcester. I, I left Worcester when I was uh, last last. So I was 14, I left Worcester and then up to, on to Wolverhampton. So I kind of had, yeah, I had my childhood at Worcester and then my adolescence at, at Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, where are we? So we're getting on to the football questions, Dallin. Um You've had a few bosses in your time. Who would you say is the best manager you've played under? It's, it, it would have to tie between Darren Ferguson and Steve Cottrell. Um Oh, and Darren Sire, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Who could leave him out? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's tough to pick between between those two. I play my best football under those, and I and I've got great respect for the both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the best ground you've you've played at? Uh, well, Old Trafford was my my favourite, um, but Wembley again is probably the best stadium I've been to. Right. Right. Um, um, best manager you've worked with well again we've we've done that really haven't we so we, we'll pass on from that one um, who's the best player that you've played with um, probably say I have to say Paul Ince if yeah. you're not um, unless you can include um, Glenn Hoddle when he joined in at training um, with with Paul Lynch, so that was an interesting training session. I'm I sure. it was, yeah. Yeah. Did you see his uh, his obvious skills? Hoddle, I mean. Without a, sh- without a shadow, they both... Paul was coming to the end of his career. Um, Glenn had already finished, but they were by far the best players on the pitch as well. Yeah. There was occasion they brought Gaza. Gaza came round the Wolves training ground at one point. I, I unfortunately wasn't around that day whilst he was having a trip kick around, but that was that, I was devastated about that. A couple of my teammates had trained with him. Yeah, yeah, he was a character. I'm, I met him briefly, and uh, he came when he, he was a manager. For, who was it? Was it was it Stephen? It was somebody like that. Um, Anyway, he came down and uh, um, he'd already been in to see me and he said, I've got all these books and they all want them signed. Can you look after them for me? So, yeah, okay, Paul, leave them here. We'll... <laughs> and then he had to go and sign them all there. There must have been about 25 books, I should think. Yeah, but, uh, I think anyone near him would want some signed, yeah. Yeah, well, I've got one anyway. <laughs> really? um, there they went, that's where I'm best. What about the best player you've played against? Um, did actually... Uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard probably I played with him played against him at, um, in a reserve match which was no one could get anywhere near him yeah. um, anywhere near him but that, uh, these ones that, that, yeah reserve match first, first team games um, it's interesting I played against Gareth Bale but it, that was before he was kind of 
a world beater, say. Um, oh, it still yeah, counts, though, mate. It still counts. Still counts, well, yeah. 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 Gareth Bale playing left-back was difficult when I was playing right-back. So. <laughs> That's time for the last of uh, Mark's musical choices, and it's Calvin Harris again with Sweet Nothing.
Right, well, there we go. That was the last of uh, Mark's musical choices, and it was Sweet Nothings by Calvin Harris. Who's your best mate in football? Um, well, at the, mo- at the moment, um, Corey Smith, who was my roommate at, um, at Bristol City, plays for Swansea now, so he's just round the corner, so we'll spend a lot of time with him. Yeah, he played at Yeovil when, when Gary was there. Um, yeah. I remember him quite well. Yeah, was, um, what car do you drive? Uh, Audi A4. Right. Um, what car would you like to drive, given uh, a choice? And a- I, 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 I would like a had at Bolton a um a Mercedes GLE and it was the best car I ever had and I want that back. Um, huh. that's what I want. I don't want anything I don't need anything silly. I just that's all I need at the moment. The GLE isn't that's the sort of is that a sort of a people carrier type one? SUV it's or like whatever. A, it's it's a, yeah, it's an SUV um with like a sloped roof. Yeah, I think I can picture it, yeah. Lovely yeah, car we had. I've got a um CLA one eighty. Which just is just a bigger one than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's not that much. Well, it's a coupe more, but it's it's four doors, but it's I like it anyway. Um, right, what can I, right. What about your favourite clothes? I mean, you know, do you, have you got favourite clothes? Tracksuits now. Tracksuits, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm getting old now. I don't need anything flash. I'm just just comfortable for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what about your favourite film? Favourite film. Um, Green Mile, I watched the other day. That's one of my favourites for for for, for many years. Um, and then, yeah, we'll stick with the Green Mile. Okay, okay. Um, where are we? Favourite film. Uh, Favourite film star, male. Um, that'll be close between Denzel Washington or Will Smith. Okay. And favourite film star, female. Um, I don't know. I never thought about that one. Um, I couldn't even. I couldn't really tell you, to be honest. Okay, well, don't worry. You you can work on that one while we're going through the rest. Favorite TV yeah. show? TV show. I've just watched uh, Game of Thrones from start to finish whilst I've been sat on this sofa. Oh yeah, right. My my wife likes that. I've, I've never watched it actually, so. I, 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 I will one day get round to it, I suspect. Um, uh, uh, Favourite TV star male as opposed to a film star? Um, yeah, just go, yeah, say Will, Will Smith then because he was okay. in um, my favourite. Um, my mind's gone blank today. Um, Fresh Prince he was in that was one of my favourite programmes ok um, what do you do after a game which is a bit of a <laughs> under the circumstances is a crap question but <laughs> yeah. I drive home that's what I do uh, yeah no um, now I'm now I'm getting on a bit it used to be hit the town definitely when I was below 25 it was 100% um, go out for a drink relax and, and, and unwind but now I, I can't handle the hangovers anymore, so I come home and and, and chill out with the family. And do you do you, do you live? Do you say you live at Swansea. Yeah, I live in Swansea. So, yeah. you so commute... wherever I am now, the first thing I do is a, is a drive home. Yeah. So you, you commute from Swansea every day, then, or whatever. Uh, well, no, I, I I stay down in the hotels majority of the time. Um, I just come home for days off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, right. Favorite food. Uh, anything Italian. Okay. Favourite drink? Um, 
Coke Zero at the moment. Yeah. Uh, have you got any hobbies? I'm taking up golf. I'm not very good, but I certainly enjoy it. Yeah. Well, keep you fit, wouldn't it, anyway? Walking around all those 18 yeah. looking for your balls. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. I, I'm devastated I can't do it now. <laughs> um, Coke or Pepsi? Well, I see you just answered that. Coke, Coke Zero, I presume. Yeah, definitely Coke, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mercedes or BMW? Mercedes. Uh, Apple Mac or PC? Apple Mac. Mine's just died. I need to go and fix it now. Uh-huh. Beer or lager? Beer or lager? Yeah. Uh, lager. Steak or curry? Steak. Um, apart from golf, do you play any other sports? Um, I play football, I do. Uh, yeah. Didn't you notice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. No, not really, no. No, okay. Not even darts? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't play darts, no. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, let's keep going. Right, catching my little boy to put it up there. Yeah, how would you like? Uh, sorry, who would you like to meet, dead or alive? Just anybody that you, you know. You could name anybody you like. Who would you like to meet? I'd like to meet Elon Musk. Okay, that's why I'd like to meet, and then I'm going to try and try and get on one of his um, okay. rockets up into space. That's what my aim would be. Yeah, a good, good, good answer that one. Um, right now, the next one you've got to, have to think a little bit. You're going to have a dinner party, okay? And okay. and the same sort of routine, dead or alive. You can have five guests. Who are you going to invite to make a really good dinner party where everybody gets not necessarily drunk, but it's just a, a good good chat. Yeah. I would like. Uh, how many am I allowed? Sorry, did they five. Say? five. Five. Okay. I'd like. I like Kevin Hart. I'm one of them because he's going to make me laugh. Yeah. Um, Will Smith, a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like Denzel then, Denzel Washington. Yeah, that's three then. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, probably Elon. Okay. Yeah, that would be, that would be my, that would be my table. Right. Um, if you had to share a taxi with someone, who out of this lot would you choose? One, a celebrated Man United supporter. Two, uh, a inebriated scouser. Or three, a bookie who's lost a lot of the races. Man United, I think. Yeah. 100% celebrating United fan, yeah. Okay, um... Out of this lot, who would you want to watch if you could, if it could be arranged? Which, of course, it can't. But uh, George Best, Jimmy Greaves, Maradona, or Bobby Moore? I think Maradona, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's the closest thing to Messi, I heard. So I'd like to go and watch that. Right. Uh, right. You've got an anniversary coming up, right? And uh, you thought you'd be clever, and you went out and bought some tickets for a Simply Red concert. Or somebody that you like. I'm, I'm using Simply Red as just a sort of a, a nominal one, if you like. Okay. And, and your wife's gone out and she's bought tickets to a West End musical. Right? So which, yeah. who's gonna, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to your tickets or your wife's tickets? 
wife tickets. <laughs> that sums you up. Good boy. Like it. Like <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Great. Uh, and that is it, mate. We've, we've got through it now. Well done. Okay. No problem. Well done. No, appreciate that. That's really good. So uh, thanks for that. And uh, I guess we'll all be saying the same thing to you now. We just want to see you out there playing for Yeovil. I'd certainly do as well. I can't mm. wait as well. Yeah. Really exciting. It's good. Good buzz about the place at the moment. Every, yeah, everything's I'll... going well. Everyone's happy. Everyone. It's. I, I want to be involved. Desperate to get involved. So yeah. And Matt, yeah, Darren Sowers. Uh, you know, I get on very well with Darren. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a nice, you know, thoughtful manager, really. But um... yeah, it's another one. He's, he's he is genuinely. I've only. I he. I'm, if everything goes to plan, as I think in my head, he's going to be up there with. With um with Steve and Darren, but I've only the only reason he's not on that pedestal at the moment is I've only been with him such a short amount of time. But um I am impressed and I do like working for him. So yeah, well look, um Mark, thanks very much for doing this. Really do appreciate it, and I'm sure the supporters will be interested to hear a lot more about you than they knew before because you've been like yeah. the sort of mystery man down in Swansea most of the time. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But, uh, Get well soon, because um, as I say, we want to see you out on the pitch there and uh, not stuck on stuck in your settee all the time. That's no good at all, really, is it? So, uh, no, you know, no good you know, to anyone here. Look forward to meeting you in person, which I will do, I'm sure, at some stage as we go along. And, um, okay. you know, take it easy, mate, and get well soon. I will do. We're the kind of Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise are two weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapon. Amongst our weaponry are such elements as fear. Surprise. I'll come in again. I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. expects the Spanish Inquisition. Amongst our weaponry are such diverse elements as fear, surprise, ruthless vigilance, and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and nice red uniform. Oh! didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition you expected the Glover's Inquisition Shoots up through the stony and that's what you got no no we well, hope you've enjoyed it and if you have please join us again next week when another Glover is under the spotlight the traffic is stuck and you're not Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Sky falls, you feel that It's a beautiful day To let it get away On the road To go Love instead.